Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You're listening to Missionaries of Christ. This is Bible Class Night. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Amen, amen. All right. Is Sister Dottie on yet? Amen. We're going to wait for our teacher for tonight. Amen. We thank God for another day that he has allowed us this opportunity. If you hear some um, sound, I'm in the car driving trying to get home. Amen. How was everybody's day? That was nice. Amen. Amen. That's good. We always want a good day. All right. Oh, yeah. So. Put on yet? Hello? Oh, I'm going to ask Selena to lead us in prayer. Okay, it's all in your hands, Sister Dottie. Amen. Um, so today, um, the lesson we're going to review is called Call to Life in the Spirit. Um, our Bible background came from Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 14. 
um, our unifying principle says, new life in the spirit. Consequence, consequences, the reality of impeding death, and the sense that we cannot undo past mistakes weigh heavily. Let us one find relief from these pressures. Paul assures us that those who are in Christ Jesus spirit and are free from condemnation. Our aim for tonight is that by the end of the lesson we will contrast spirit. We will describe emptiness of trying to find life following the flesh and share what it means to have our mindset on living in the spirit. Um, if somebody could read our end focus story. Hello? I don't have my book with me right now. We're still in the car. Okay. Said, I got my book. Got... Go ahead. Read the story then. I got to get my book. <laughs> it's in my backpack. Okay. Uh, Henry had run from his past for years. He couldn't tell anyone about it. The addiction was a disease. He knew that. But his actions while addicted and the people he had hurt were wrong. It was sinful. His 12-step program taught him to make amends <clears throat> with those he harmed and sinned against. That was crucial, and he did the best he could. With an awareness that he might or might not receive forgiveness from the harmed party, he worked the steps. <clears throat> Sober for 12 years, happily employed for 11, saved for 9, married for 7, and three children later, he found himself here. He could not imagine why his pastor would entrust him with another young brother who was struggling with addiction. Henry had moved on and didn't want to dig up the past, <clears throat> but through the experience with this young man, Henry would redefine his views and be forever changed. When he was charged with being a light, Henry found that impossible because he had not worked his steps thoroughly the way believe he had. When Henry went through the steps, he made amends with everybody except for one person, himself. He had not forgiven himself because he hadn't acknowledged his sin against himself. Dealing with this young brother forced him to face that. He could not truly be free until he faced the reality of his sin and received God's forgiveness for himself. Henry acknowledged the sin, faced it, was free from the shame and the power of the disease over his life. Amen. God's grace help us receive more grace for ourselves. <clears throat> so when I read the infocus story, I thought about um, us um, as believers and people in general. A lot of times when you uh, do things when you have experiences or you, you know, have things that uh, cause you shame or embarrassment or you do things that's wrong. Um, once you change your behavior, your outlook, and your 
the way that you do things, it's often hard to actually um, face the issue. Because once you say, okay, I change, I don't do that no more, a lot of people just like to move on. Um, and sometimes facing stuff head on, dealing with what it is that um, that you did or whatever experience you had is the best way to receive a total uh, healing from that situation. Um, and a lot of times it's hard for people to face that because that means, again, um, just like you were talking about yesterday in the sermon, looking at yourself, looking at, you know, your mistake, <clears throat> looking at what you did wrong, and not, you know, forgetting that you have made a better choice or you have made changes and you're doing better now, but just understanding that, you know, that was a part of who you are. Um, when I think about uh, um, um, God's grace towards us, I always t uh, think about, um, um, like I say often, that J God was the God of Jacob, too. So even when he was a trickster, even when he was doing all these bad things, God was still there with him in that. Um, and it was him that kept him through that. Um, I don't know how many people would do double the time uh, uh, for um, uh, the hand in marriage of, of, of a woman, <clears throat> when you already did your seven years, a lot of people are going to give up. Um, and they're going to say, well, I ain't doing another seven years. I did my time and, you know, walk away from it. But he persevered and he did it seven years and he was able to get what it was that he ultimately sought after. Um, but I just want uh, us to be encouraged to know that even, you know, in our past, in our, our times when we were making mistakes and we, you know, didn't always make the best decisions, that God was still there with us. And we shouldn't be uh, ashamed of, of what we've done when we were, un, you know, in the, in the ignorance, when we were living in ignorance and living in that sin. We should be encouraged to know that even though we were living in that sin, that God was still there with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Our keeping my scripture says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. <clears throat> um, for this lesson, <clears throat> we have three um, outlines. Um, our first outline is entitled, No Condemnation. Our second outline is, The Spirit of God Dwells in You. And our third outline says, we are children of God. Um, if somebody can read our first. Sister Dottie. There is therefore. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Ma, hold on. She was trying to say something. Oh. Uh, uh, I just want to say back to towards the in focus story. Um, a lot of times, what makes it hard is that what we'll, we'll, for us to forgive ourselves is that we have to realize that these experiences are our testimonies that we have to use to help bring others into Christ, and also to help us remember how good God is as a person to us. Um, sometimes we uh, we want to forget what we've done and never face it and really deal with it. And when we do that, we put ourselves in a bad place because the moment something happens in life that will jilt us or or shake us, 
in that direction or the moment that someone will mention our past, we get defensive and, and very um, angered by it when we shouldn't be angered by it. We should just be able to use it as a testimony. Oh, yeah, that's who I was. But now I'm saved Christ Jesus. I'm a better person, and I can help somebody else become a better person because I know that Jesus saved real. Amen? Amen. All right. You can read the scriptures. Hello? Oh, okay. I'm on the bus. Okay. Romans 1, 8 and 1. There is, there is therefore no now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of a sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind things of the flesh, but they are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally mind is death, but to be spiritually mind is life and peace. Because of the carnal mind is enmity against God, or is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then that they are in the flesh cannot be God. Amen. Amen. So it says here Paul speaks of the work that Jesus has done as a new law that frees us from the law of sin and death. Um, at the same time, um, God's law from the Old Testament is still important for how we respond to God's righteousness and his love for us. But he breaks. But Paul breaks this down in terms of what things we set our minds on. The previous law was directed towards the things of the flesh. It focused on all the things that we should and shouldn't do to please God. But God's new law, it says, we're directed to set our minds on things of the spirit. This is where we learn to trust the things that God has done through Jesus rather than to put our faith in what we can do as humans. So in this... Um, particular section 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 uh, Paul is, is just encouraging us to know that yeah it's okay to follow laws to, to keep us um, in order in the old times they gave them laws to keep them in order um, to help them to make uh, decisions that are you know pleasing and in line with the will of God and we know as time went on they began to twist and bend and and and, and, and make the law fit uh, their lifestyles so it wasn't actually pleasing to God because we know that we can't do this thing by ourselves. Um, and so then he goes on to encourage us to set our minds on the things of the Spirit, set our minds on the things that God has already told us. He told us that Jesus went to Calvary for us to save us from our sins, to give us a way um, to be restored back unto him. So it's not as to say that we can keep on doing bad things and, and just continue to live our lives any old kind of way, but our um, our faith in what God has already done for us should cause us to be able to change these behaviors, to change our way of thinking. When we line up with um, his will and his way, his word, in a way that he um, wants us to think and to be and exist in his land, then we are not um, doing things that are pleasing to us. We're not trying to bend the rules 
to fit our lifestyle so we can do, you know, a little bit of good and still, you know, dibble and dabble in the old things um, that we know that were not pleasing unto him. It says, the law of sin leads us to death and is in displeasing God, but the leadership of the Holy Spirit leads us toward new life in Christ. Amen? Amen. particular section again is just encouraging uh, us to look to, to God, look to his word, his way, his will, and not try to do things on our own. Seek out the Holy Spirit and let him lead us and guide us so that we can line up correctly with the word of God. Um, and just be encouraged to know, that, again, like I said about our past mistakes, our past um, um, behaviors, the things that we've done, he's already forgiven us for them. We have to learn how to forgive ourselves and not hold it um, so close to our heart um, because when we – and we know that we're holding it close to our heart when, when like uh, she said, if somebody bring it up, we come, become defensive instead of celebrating the fact that, yeah, that's who I used to be, but God showed me a better way. Um, I was able to change by allowing God to lead me and guide me into a better way of life. Amen? And, that, and that, that's a lot of times how we move into that, that – place of judgment and um, the place of haughtiness and being built up and proud in ourselves like we've accomplished, you know, things not allowing God to receive the glory for the changes that have been made in our lives. Amen? Amen. Anybody got something to say? Okay, so um, just a little bit before we move on into the uh, background, it says at the beginning of this letter to the Romans, he addressed, Paul had addressed the two different methods of justification that the people had dis been disputed. It was justification by works and justifications by faith. So we know as believers that it is our faith in God and our faith that he can change us, that he can make us and mold us into the people that he called us to be is what drives, what should be our driving force, not the work that we do um, within our own self. He explains that God um, has transitioned us from works to faith-based justification as Jesus' resurrection leads to justification and life for all. Um, we respond to this gracious gift by submitting to God and his commandments out of love and faith in Jesus. So, again, that's to say not that these laws are not, um, still, you know, relevant to our lives. We should not be stealing, killing, uh, worshiping other gods. You know, we shouldn't be bearing false witness, lying, and, you know, doing all of these things, but not uh, something that we uh, can try to do within ourselves, but just our faith and our love for God should drive us to be um, the type of people that's not falling into these um, type of sins. It says he begins speaking on the power of sin and our constant struggle to break free from this enslavement, and it's easily apparent that this is something we are incapable of accomplishing as humans. Because when you make a big change in your life, when you turn from something and you let go of an addiction and you, you know, start making better choices, like with your finances, when you start lining up your life with God's will, 
you should be proud, but just know that God is the one that gets the glory. Our faith and our trust in him is what's led us on the right path, not necessarily because, you know, we're doing this all by ourselves. Know that we have help, and that should make us humble enough to be able to encourage other people and not be ashamed to share our testimonies. Amen? Amen. Amen. It says here in we hear all about the power of the Holy Spirit. Our death transform us as children of God. So again, it's our faith and our trust in God and His Holy Spirit and the works of Jesus Christ that makes these changes in our lives, not us um, of ourselves. Amen. Amen. You got something to say? And also that as we are building our lives as believers, um, and we're, we're making this change in our life, and we're building as believers, we learn to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Um, and the Holy Spirit will be the one that can help us um, come to the realization of not holding on to the past and not allowing the past to dictate our future, but will help you to have that freedom to um, share your testimony of your past, and allow your past to be a stepping stone, not just for yourself, but a stepping stone also for others to grow on. Amen. 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 Outline is entitled, The Spirit of God Dwells in You, and that's verses 9 through 11. If somebody can read. But you... But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also put in your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. Amen. And for this particular section, um, that was something that I always questioned, like, how do you know? Because uh, people always have their um, insight or their type of uh, things that they can say that lets them know um, that you are spirit-filled. Um, I think people, um, again, it goes into our, our, our judgment judgmental spirits and our judgmental habits of um, looking at people and trying to judge whether or not they are uh, uh, true believers or they're true followers or they, you know, doing um, things that we may feel um, to show that they're believers. But to me, I, I come to understand that when we we know that the Spirit dwells in us, when we accept um, God is our Savior, the Spirit, the spirit is already dwelling um, in us, but for him to be activated, we have to allow him to lead us. Um, and then the fruits of the Spirit is, is, will be our, 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 our um, be a witness for us, to show people. When we, we, we display the fruits of the Spirit in our daily living, that we can show that the Spirit is residing in us. Not you know, um, I don't think we can really judge uh, nobody and say whether or not you know they're uh, walking in, in their spirit, but we can tell by their actions. Um, 
you can't be uh, uh, mean and evil and, you know, doing all these bad things and still, you know, which people do and still go to church on Sunday and say that the spirit is um, is living inside of you. Well, he's probably there, but he's not working. He's not active in your life because when he's active, the evidence will, you know, begin to change your character. It will begin to change the way you think and speak and interact with people. Um, it says, as Christians, we are no longer in the flesh. We are now in the spirit because of God's spirit lives within us. Um, it says it creates an interesting dynamic for our existence here on earth. We are dead in our flesh and our humanity, but we are very much alive because we receive the spirit of Christ. Um, the two don't remain separate because this is the same spirit that worked to resurrect Jesus. We, too, can believe in the resurrection of our flesh. We don't have to wait for our flesh to go away so that we can be fully alive. The Spirit is able to give life to our mortal bodies as well. Amen? So Amen. The evidence of, again, I said of the, uh, that I believe um, of the, the Spirit dwelling in you, it'll show in your character. It'll show in your behavior. It'll show in your actions. Not to say that you're going to always, you know, say the right thing or, you know, but it'll, it'll, when you do do the wrong thing, it'll convict you in your spirit where you'll go to God and repent and, and work on changing those things. Um, and we just have to be careful that we, we are not um, missing it. Uh, we're not missing it when, when the spirit is directing us. We're not missing it when the spirit is uh, uh, prompting us to change our attitudes and our behaviors. We have to be in tune with when the, when the spirit is trying to lead us. Um, and that's the, the purpose of him being here. Uh, uh, when Jesus was going um, to die, that when he was going to Calvary, he would say that he would leave us a comforter and that we were supposed to allow this comforter to lead us and guide us and call to remembrance, you know, his word. So we have to be careful that we're sensitive and mindful that when the Holy Spirit is uh, speaking to us that we're receptive and we're hearing what it is um, that he's directing us to do and that we're not just hearing it, but we're acting on it by living it out in our daily lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, anybody got something to say? No, you brought, it, you brought that point out very good. I'm about to Amen. the spirit being our evidence. Um, a lot of times yeah. we want to, we want to um, show ourselves. We want to demonstrate it and, you know, allow people to see it in our own manner. But when we allow the truth of the Spirit, um, when we allow the Spirit of the Lord to be activated and um, the leading role in our lives, then our fruit will be evident to the people of who we are. Amen. Amen. There's no love. Amen. 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 And then you don't have to do talking. Um, when you walk in, you don't have to do uh, uh, important things and why people are missing. Um, that it's not, you know, it's not for you to say, uh, "Oh, I go to church, or I go to Bible study, or I know the scriptures, I know, you know," but but you're living or you're displaying characteristics that don't show um, that, that, that God is residing or his Holy Spirit is residing and leading and guiding you. Um, mm-hmm. We had a, 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 a young lady at work tell me the other day, she was like, you go to church? I said, yeah. I said, why do you say that? I said, she was like, 
I don't know. Uh, church people be stuck up. They be snooty. They be looking down on people. And I said, now, I said, well, that's that's not all church people. She said, I said, and that's the difference between a church person and a believer. Um, I have nothing to be haughty about because I know who I was before I started going to church. Um, I know what, the things that I've done, so I can't turn my nose up at somebody um, for the life, you know, the lifestyles that they're living. Um, and she said, you just talk to everybody, you you know, you, you, don't, you don't be uh, mean to nobody, you know, because it, it's some challenging people to work with there, but at the same time, it ain't about them. I have a job to do um, when I go to work, not just my job as a, as, a, as a medical assistant, but my job as to being an example. And so um, even though you might rub me the wrong way, I can't react in a way that I, I probably want to or I probably – uh, you know, would have in, in the past days, I just have to be uh, the bigger person or, you know, to be a person that expl- that can display that despite, you know, your your nastiness or despite your rudeness or despite your ignorance that, you know, I, I'm still be, you know, kind and cordial to you. Um, and that can be challenging, um, but that's what we're called to do, to be an example. Um, and remember, uh, like I told her, like where I came from, you know, I don't have no right to be snotty and, uh, you know, stuck up towards nobody, you know. Um, so I think that's important, um, again, well, like I said, being an example by just showing it and not just, um, you know, preaching scripture or telling people, you know, um, I go to church or I, I go to Bible study or I do this or I do that, you know, because when you understand that anything that you've done, you know, that to change your life once you've, giving your life to God is, is is a gift that he's given to you. It's a work that he's doing in you, and it's not mm-hmm. something that you are doing on your own. Because if it was up to us, to be honest, a lot of us probably would want to stay where we was um, in those mm-hmm. situations and where we was because you might have got some things accomplished being, you know, a mouthy person that, you know, go off on everybody. But at the same time, you wasn't displaying the love of Christ that you received um, to other people. Amen? Amen. 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 Anybody else got something to Okay. Um, our last outline is entitled, We Are Children of God, verses 12 to 14. Therefore brother, therefore, brother, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye yield through, if we, but if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Amen. So in that, that scripture, the the, the last uh, statement is, is, is kind of summing it up. If you are led by the Spirit, then you are a child of God. But if you live in your life on your own terms and in your own way, I don't care how much you go into church or how much you, you know, you say you're reading and studying. If you're living it in your own way, you're still living out of your flesh, and you're not allowing the spirit to lead you. And it says that if you are not led by the spirit, well, it says if you're led by the spirit, then you are a child of God. 
So we have to be, um, again, in tune with the Spirit of God. We have to allow him to be able to move and to work in our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. If we can see this tension between the previous law and the new law, um, each what each means for us here, um, Paul is outright that we, how we live, is important. We are free from the power of death, but there's an appropriate way to respond to what God has done for us. And then it goes on to say, consider the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? And that's what I was Amen. talking about, being evident, the fruits of the Spirit being evident in your life, joy, peace, meek, meekness, humbleness, um, long-suffering, being able to go through stuff without always complaining. Not to say again that we won't, you know, complain, but when you complain, when you're being led by the Spirit, the Spirit will convict you. When you are mm-hmm. um, not humble, you're haughty in, your, haughty in yourself, the Spirit will convict you. And our responsibility is to repent and, and, and probably apologize to whomever we've offended, and even if it's yourself, even if you've done some stuff to hurt yourself. Um, like it talked about in the story, the man not um, forgiving himself for the things yeah. that he has done. He even went to the people, um, and a lot of us won't even do that, go to the people and apologize. But he the people to make amends, but he hadn't made amends within him own self. So it's important right. that we, you know, we say we are seeking God out for forgiveness when we, you know, go to him wholeheartedly and repent for things, that we accept his forgiveness and that we learn to forgive ourselves because everybody makes mistakes. Um, the Bible tells us we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So it's not like we're not going to mess up. We are imperfect. Um, and so when we do mess up, we just have a responsibility to get back in, in, in God's grace by repenting and moving away from that thing, not repenting and going back to it. Um, when you're repeating it, um, the Bible also talks about, um, it says, um, should you go on sinning? Um, he said, you know, it, 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 let every, it said, uh, uh, what's the scripture? It was talking about, you know, the God uh, forgiving us, and it said, let's search it, but it said that uh, that God be true and every man be a lie, because you cannot, uh, you cannot say, or you can't go, keep going to God and repenting. Well, you can keep going to God and repenting, you know, for things, but then you know that it's going to be consequences, and the more you do it, the worse of the consequences gonna get. If you think about an addict, um, when they first start uh, uh, using drugs, and they go back, a lot of times when they go, when they get, you know, uh, uh, free from the addiction, and they go back, when they go back, the habit is ten times worse um, because mm-hmm. you went back. Um, so we have to, you know, when we when we repent for stuff, we have to try to wholeheartedly move away from that thing. And like I said, it's not always easy, but it's possible because we know. That all things are possible with God. Um, we ha- we just have to, to to depend on Him and allow Him to lead us and guide us to a place where we are free from those things. Amen. 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 Um. It says we have received the Spirit of Christ that has the power to resurrect our dead flesh. Um, but how do we see this, that this has happened or begun to happen? We see it in a way that we begin to live our lives and treat the world around us. Amen. Mm. Because Amen. 
was created by God. Whether we think somebody is mean, evil, whatever, they're still God. Um, so we have to be um, example of him and extend that same grace and mercy towards them. And it says, Absolutely. of course, it doesn't happen overnight. We are like children who will always be learning, making mistakes, mm-hmm. needing to adjust until God makes us perfect. And then Amen. we can rejoice. Amen. Because there's no condemnation in this. Being like children before God means that we are teachable, we're playful, we're malleable, that means easily to be shaped and formed, we're joyful, and it's an invitation and a gift from God. So when we are like children um, with God, when we are allowing him to be our father, when we are receiving his direction, his correction, his instruction, then we're able to, again, be a benefit of the fruits of the Spirit, being teachable, playful, malleable, joyful. Being joyful is a hard thing for a lot of people. Um, because mm. of their life experience, things they've been through, you don't, you just don't see a lot of happy people anymore. Amen. Amen. So mm-hmm. we have to, you know, know that once we receive God, we receive the totality of Him, not just parts um, to fit our lives, not to make Him um, shape and form and fit our lives, but we have to shape and form and fit into the life that He has designed for us. Amen. 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 Um. That's it. Somebody got something to say? Well, before the last application. This is a great lesson um, and it's very practical. I mean, it's really a practical lesson. And I like, I really like the ending part of it is where it talks about, um, um, first of all, how it talks about how it doesn't change, doesn't happen overnight, but we are like children who will always be learning. Um I'm a little concerned when I run into believers that feel like they have arrived, okay? Mm-hmm. And we have not. It's a, This Christian walk is a continuous journey. It's a continuous cycle of learning. It's a continuous cycle of ups and downs. It's a continuous cycle. It does not end, as as, it's, they, as the writer states here, until we come into the, to the presence of God and he makes us perfect. You know, and so it, we have to... Uh, be cautious that we don't get to the point where we feel like we have arrived. We feel like we have accomplished. And that's probably the type of person that um, the young lady was talking about at work, so society that these are the kind of believers that she's been running into who feel like they've arrived. I've been in this thing a long time. I, I'm old, I'm a certain age, and I feel like I just know enough to be able to, to be a certain way, and that's not so. As believers, we should always keep ourselves in a position where we're willing to learn, we're open to learn, and able to be taught and molded. Because even when we go through our life um, challenges, those challenges are there to help mold us as well. Even sometimes they may be challenges that we have decided to jump off into on our own because we chose not to go in the direction that God might be sending us for. They still help to mold our character and it helps to build us in our Christian walk. Amen. Amen. And then we can't be afraid. I think a lot of people are afraid of, um, we're not afraid, but they don't want to be corrected. They don't want to be um, chastised. They don't want to be um, 
held accountable because you think you, like you said, they got it all together. Um, but we have to be mindful that even when we think we got it all together, we still in a bad state. Um, we can always be better than what we are and where we are. And we just got to be willing to be um, bent, molded, made over. You know, sometimes you got to start over and, and, and remake, and rebuild some stuff. So we just have to be open to receive um, everything, not just the good things. We got to be open to receive the, the, the chastisement and the, the, the correction and stuff too. Um, I think um, – we get caught up in the in the in the blessing and not understanding that the chastisement and the correction is a blessing because the Bible teaches us that He chastises those whom He loves. So He loves Amen. you enough to correct you. He loves you enough to to chasten you. You know to help you to be better. Um, so when we even when we're receiving you know correction and stuff, we have to be look at it as a blessing. He loved me enough to you know give me another chance to get it right. Um, yeah, we just have to be open to receive all of him, not just, you know, the parts that we want, but, like I said, the totality of, of who he is. Amen. 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 Nope. Amen. Amen. That's that, that. That that's it for the lesson. Um, well, that's you want me to read deliberating. The oh, end. Yes. Uh, it says the liberating lesson says, by the power of the Spirit, we change the way we live in response to God's love. And though we repent and are free from our past sins, this does not reverse the damage that we have done to ourselves and others in our sinfulness. What responsibility do we have to make amends for the things that we've done prior to receiving the Spirit of Christ? What does a full view of repentance look like? Is it simply turning away from a particular sinful act or way of living, or are we called to rectify the damage that we have done? Consider the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. After encountering Jesus, Zacchaeus said to him, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. This is not what Jesus asks of him, rather what he feels compelled to do as a response to his encounter with God. Might his transformation have still been complete had he not decided to repay and in access for his past sins? Can you think of situations in which you should have gone as far as repaying for past sins but were reluctant to do so? What situations can you name, personal or historical, for which reparations might be a sign of a more complete repentance of sin? Amen. Amen. Um, and our application for activation says, take a moment to engage in, a, in musical worship as a way of setting your mind on the spirit. Song or sing some songs together as a group. Afterwards, take a moment to silently pray to God, asking him to speak to you about any areas in your life where you may have given power to sin. Invite God mm. into that particular situation, repent of the wrongdoing, and consider how God may be inviting you to take action as part of your repentance. If comfortable, consider sharing with the group some of the possibilities that arose. 
lesson on tonight. Amen. Amen. Uh, we thank, Amen. thank God for Sister Dottie. Um, Amen. Uh, I, I thought about this yesterday while we were in church. I said, well, since we don't have time for the lesson, maybe we could do it for Bible study. Um, it worked out real well. Amen. Um, so um, that, that that's that's an option when, when, we, when we don't have time to do church school. Amen. 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 All right. I was also glad to hear you uh, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Um, that, that That's leading us right into our next Bible study lesson. Um, that's the lesson that I've been um, working on, the fruit of the Spirit. So um, I think it just dragged us right on into it, and, and it's going to be a good time in the, in the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. If that's all, don't forget about um, this this Wednesday is full giveaway, and then this Saturday, Amen. We we start we starting um, at eleven o'clock um, on Saturday. We're gonna start giving out at eleven o'clock. Um, that means that we need to be there by ten fifteen. Um, I looked at the weather. And they say, that, uh, according to right now, it's supposed to be, I think, in the 80s. Um, yeah. It's so somewhere in the 80s, I believe, on yeah. sa- on Saturday, which that's a, that's a really nice day. Um, we we can get out there and be a, a great witness and and bless God's people. Amen. Oh. Amen. All right. With that being said, uh, we, we're going to be finished for tonight. Um, we thank God for everybody that have joined in, Sister Ann, especially you on the bus, amen, being being a witness, amen. Um, amen. No, doubt somebody heard, no doubt somebody heard the word of God on the bus today, yeah. amen. 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 So let us, let us end with a word of prayer. God, our Father, we thank you for the class. We thank you, God. For all that we have heard, Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. We pray now, God, that you would bless us, Father God, throughout this week. Father God, that as we go to and fro, God, that our lights will shine, God, and men and women will see you through us, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. God bless each of you. Amen. Remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. God bless you, too. God bless you also. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.